0: and welcome back to another pod solo it's been a while i'm your host Gabby, primary host of board game snobs back with you today discuss a whole lot of nothing but I've got a a thing on my mind and it's bothering me but I'm alone today Jerry is busy I'm without my best friend he's out doing anal intubations probably he's checking it out it's a new science to him uh, figuring it out as he goes which could be dangerous be careful Jerry use lots of gel I assume I don't know how they're done I don't know anything about that stuff that's why I'm a truck driver he's a medical professional Please says what he tells me on a regular basis. What am I going to talk about today? Oh, there's something that's really been bugging me. Really been bugging me. Forks. I hate them. My family uses forks in many places. A spoon should be used. That's right, a spoon. My wife will be serving me uh, pasta salad, especially with small macaroni. I don't need no fork. Give me a spoon. I want to scoop that stuff. Shovel it in. I don't want a fork. First of all, you stab a few things. You're just stabbing. And you don't get anything, but maybe a few things here and there. And God forbid I try to scoop because everything is just going to fall off. Forks are for spaghetti, steak, and not much else. You got a salad? Chop that salad. I don't like chopped salad though because it's too small. But then scoop it, scoop it. The other day we had a salad and all that was left was small pieces. And I was sitting there trying to stab the stuff with the fork, getting nothing on it. Then I try to scoop it, everything falls off. I was it just sent me into a near rage. And I was sitting here trying to use this stupid fork when I, a, a big tablespoon. Take that big p- tablespoon, scoop it up, shovel it in my gobber. Isn't that what they call it? Isn't that what the uh, uh, rate my takeaway and the old gob? That's kind of my short name, by the way, G-A-B, Gabi, and the old gob. I don't know. It's the English phrase. We don't use it over here, but I was trying to expand my horizons. Speaking of not expanding horizons, I don't want to use a fork. There's many situations. I don't want a fork. Give me a spoon. A spoon will operate way more efficiently than that tiny Narrow fork, unless you're trying to pierce something, which then just get a knife. You got a big piece of steak, stab it with a knife, put it in your mouth. Be careful, though. That could be dangerous. I'll get you. I'll give you forks for steaks. That's reasonable. Do you have a a fully rounded, like a a grape tomato? Sure. Pierce that with your fork. But then when you pierce it, it's just going to explode nearly. I hate forks to the spork that, it seems like the spork should have been that idea should have expanded into cutting edge science technology not the little bitty cheesy plastic forks that you get from kfc but give me a, a wide angled a wide level fork with four prongs but then halfway up those prongs a spoon. So you got a spoon shape halfway up, but a good size, like a good tablespoon, but with uh, maybe some prongs on the very end. So you get the best of both worlds. If you need to stab, you can, but then mostly scoop with the spoon. Soup, stew, spoons, clearly. Small macaroni, spoons, clearly. Corn, don't come at me with your corn and your peas and your green beans with a fork sitting there stabbing one at a time trying to put that in your mouth no scoop it with a spoon a tablespoon don't give me no teaspoon i realize i've been yelling most of this four minutes and so i've been recording exhibiting my rage towards forks but it's just something i've been i've been holding it in and i'm i need to express these things but i need to do it in a reasonable manner not an emotional rage-filled manner But don't come at me. See, I'm not a cusser. I try not to cuss. But don't come at me with no goddamn fork. I nearly said something else. You're you're eating corn? Uh, uh, Canned corn? You know, uh, not corn on the cob, obviously, but, you know, corn. Don't come at me with a fork trying to pierce a singular kernel at a time. Are you freaking kidding me? Scoop that crap onto a spoon and shove it in your mouth. Oh, I've seen people eating mashed potatoes with forks, a narrow little fork. What are you doing? Scoop that stuff, especially if it's got gravy onto your spoon, shove it in your mouth. I've never felt so passionately about something. Macaroni and cheese, one of my passions don't you come at me. Don't you come at me with macaroni and cheese, eating it with a fork. What are you doing? You get more volume. You get a good clean scoop. Uh, Having a butter knife or something on the other end or a roll or a piece of bread to shove it onto that spoon and then shove it in your mouth and enjoy a mouthful, Not not a morsel here and there that you're searching to taste and crunch on, but now you got a whole mouthful of goodness. A whole mouthful of macaroni and cheese goodness, not whatever a fork provides you. Don't get me started on forks. I've already started. So I did some research. That's right, I don't come at you with just blind ignorance. I mean, I do most of the time. But I found an article from smithsonianmag.com under arts and culture. This is the article entitled A History of Western Eating Utensils, From the Scandalous Fork to the Incredible Spork. The writer is a Lisa, I don't know how she says this, it's a -A B-R-A-M-E-N. So it's either Brahman or Bremen, something of that effect. A very interesting article, smithsonianmag.com. She says, it turns out the fork is relatively a new invention. Although the first forks were used in ancient Egypt, Greece, and Rome... The two tined instruments were used only as cooking tools at the time. It wasn't until the Middle Ages that a smaller version was used for eating by wealthy families of the Middle East and Byzantine Empire. So yeah, forks from rich people makes sense. Spoons, by contrast, have been used as eating utensils since Paleolithic times. The ancient words for spoon suggest which materials were used in different areas. The Greek and Latin words are derived from cochlea. Meaning a spiral shell, while the Anglo Saxon word spawn, S P O N, I'm guessing, or spoon. Spoon. Cut your heart out with a spoon means a chip of wood. By the Middle Ages, royalty and other wealthy people used spoons made from precious metals. In the fourteenth century, pewter became commonly used, making spoons affordable to the general population. Spoons are the utensil of the people. Forks were something of privilege. So she goes on into it. The fork has a most checkered past of all eating utensils. In fact, the seemingly humble instrument was once considered quite scandalous in 1004. 1004. The Greek niece of the Byzantine emperor used a golden fork at her wedding feast in Venice where she married, okay, th- this is spelled the same way as dog coin, but I guess it's dogecoin, D-O-G-E. Again, my ignorance shining through. She used a golden fork at her wedding feast in Venice, where she married the Doge's son. At the time, most Europeans still ate with their fingers and knives. So the Greek bride's newfangled implement was seen as sinfully decadent by local clergy. God, in his wisdom, has provided man with natural forks. His fingers, one of the disdainful Venetians said. Therefore, it is an insult to him to substitute artificial metal forks for them when eating. I feel the same way. When the bride died of the plague a few years later, St. Peter Damien opined that it was God's punishment for her hateful vanity. How dare you use a fork, Greek niece of the Byzantine emperor? Fast forward a few centuries. I'm reading this word for word off of the SmithsonianMag.com by Lisa Brayman. So very interesting. Fast forward a few centuries and forks have become commonplace in Italy. Again, international marriage proved the catalyst for the implement spread. Catherine de' Medici brought a collection of silver forks from Italy to France in 1533 when she married the future king, Henry II. In 1608, an English traveler to the continent, Thomas Coriati, published an account of his overseas observations, including the use of forks, a practice he adopted himself. Although he was ridiculed at the time, as he should have been. Don't use forks. Acceptance of the forks soon followed. At the beginning, here we go. Here's where it landed in the Americas. At the beginning of the 17th century, though, forks were still uncommon in the American colonies. Ward writes that the, uh, Ward, she referenced this, uh, Ward's another uh, writer that she referenced early in the article, but that's the part I skipped, that the way Americans still eat come from the fact that they knew blunt-tipped knives, and oh, that's what it was, knives were dulled down because I guess they could have been used as weapons for possible assassination in the courts of the kings. So one of the kings asked the knives be blunted. So the way Americans still eat comes from the fact that the new blunt-tipped knives imported to the colonies made it difficult to spear food, as had been been the practice. Now they had to use their spoons with their left hand to steady the food while cutting with the right hand, then switch the spoon to the right hand to scoop up a bite. The zigzag method, as Emily Post called it, is particular to Americans. By the 1850s, forks were well-established in the United States. Or they've been used ever since. So the fork, a checkered past, as it should be. uh, Forks have their use, don't get me wrong. But know know your place, fork. It's not a macaroni and cheese. It's not any type of macaroni. Fruit salad, don't come at me with a fork. Anyway, that's my uh, pod solo. Oh, I guess I could talk about some games. I've been playing solo games because once again, my friend Jerry's off doing anal intubation somewhere. I've been playing Proving Grounds and uh, Warp's Edge. These are two solo-only games that I like very much from Renegade Games. However, they're two very different styles. Proving Grounds, a dice rolling time game. I think you have two minutes. I could be wrong. One minute is there somewhere. And you're rolling dice The thing about okay, so it's there's a story that goes with it, you're Maya Strongheart, she stands alone against the world. A cabal of conspirators has framed her for the death of her own mother, the Sun Queen. They intend to usurp the throne from her family. To prove her innocence and reclaim her birthright, Maya must step into the proving grounds to complete a trial that will stretch her combat skills to the limit. A real-time solitaire dice game that merges narrative and gameplay in a brand new way. So I've only played the basic game, and you're rolling, 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 rolling. and uh, what you're trying to do is get your dice to match up to these certain locations, and that helps you put points against your foes anything that you're well, for most spaces that you're unable to do so it's a, a point against you it's got that whole comic book thing with it it's it's good but the game itself is completely abstract you're just rolling dice and assigning them um it is a completely different game a completely different feel from warp's edge uh proving grounds designed by kane clinko again publisher of renegade games studios Warp's Edge, designer Scott Alms, and it is a bag-building game like Orleans. You're trying to clear stuff out of your bag so that you draw better better stuff out of your bag, and you're drawing these uh, chits, whatever you want to call them, out of the bag, trying to better your firepower, better your chances at defeating the enemy. And so Warp's Edge, to me, yes, it, it's uh, of course you have randomness in what you draw out of the bag, but you can mitigate what goes into the bag by the different actions you can take. So Warp's Edge is more strategic. It's very tactical in what you do with the stuff you draw out of the bag, but overall the game is more strategic, whereas Proving Grounds is very push your luck, very random. It's dice rolling and it's dice rolling at great speed because you have a timer counting down that puts you under great pressure. Oh, and the thing about Proving Grounds is you can only reroll die that are in pairs. So some of your foes may require two of this or two of that to defeat them. So or three. And so if you're rolling, 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 <laughs> gotta stop doing that. When you're rolling, if you have two of what you need, but here's a single by itself, and then over here's three of what you need, well, you got to figure out what to do with that single. Because you can't roll it. So either you re-roll the the doubles or re-roll the triples. And that is the crux of what makes Proving Grounds very difficult. I played that game, I don't know how many times, and I played it wrong nearly every time because of that rule. Very difficult. You cannot re-roll a single die that is not accompanied with other die of the same number. Now, there are, like I said, modules that go with that. I think that do kind of help mitigate that, but I didn't get that far. I just played the basic game. It's really fun. I enjoyed it a lot, but it's extremely, like I said, it's dice rolling. So that's what you get. It's dice rolling. I liked it a lot. Between it and Warp's Edge, uh, there are two solo, small scale solo games. Warp's Edge is clearly the better game. It's very good. Warp's Edge is very very good for a small solo game. Proving grounds is very fun though, and that timer's counting down. It's more to me. Proving grounds is more intense because of what you're doing. But warp sedge, like you got to sit there and plan out what you're fixing to do and combo this and combo that. There's not much of that in proving grounds. So two very different styles. Therefore, it makes them hard to compare. However, you can't be compared. Everything can be compared with hey you want to play this or that well if you're in a vacuum i'm going to choose warp's edge that's just what i'm going to do because it's it's a more more better yeah that's good that's good english right there it's a more better but it's it the warp's edge is the spoon to proving grounds fork but i like proving grounds way more than i like forks All right, well, that's going to do it for this pod solo. Please know my disdain for forks. Know your place, forks. Don't try to come in where a spoon could be easily more used. But it's not your fork. It's not your fork and shirt balls. Yeah, see, I watch that show too. It's not the fork's fault it gets used. It's the people that choose to use them in unnecessary situations. So I'm looking at you. Be wary of how you use the fork around. That's going to do it for this pod solo. I'm your primary host of the board game of snobs, Gobby. Have a good day.